0: Welcome to the Fantasy Blink, a fantasy sports podcast. I am Brian Baines, and I am your host. It is Friday, February 16th, episode number 724. Well, oh, running a little bit late today, only because I was allowed to. Yeah, well, it's snowing again, and we're on a two-hour school delay today, so I slid my way into work a little bit early, and uh, yeah, well, Produce another podcast here, number 724. We're going to talk. Uh, we're going to talk some fantasy football. Uh, it is President's Day weekend, so we've got uh, the NBA All Star game. I believe is rolling on out this weekend. I noticed I don't have to uh, don't have to set a lineup in NBA. Thank goodness, I get the, a few days off from having to uh, uh, even look at that mess. Um, pretty much, pretty much dialing that one in. But I'm uh, setting that roster every day. Keep keep on competing. Get a couple categories every week, but that's about it. That's all I can muster up. So, yeah, don't have to worry about that for um, for a few days. Uh, NHL back up and rolling. They are uh, uh, rounding rounding the corner, getting close to the trade deadline. Actually, in the NHL, so we'll see if there are any more big moves um, following the. Vancouver Calgary trade uh, a week ago Um, only a few teams really vying for for those uh, available players so more to come on the NHL trade line coming up Uh, Daytona 500 gonna run that on well (laughs) they plan to run that on Sunday I was listening on the way in to uh, uh, to uh, a NASCAR specialist, NASCAR uh, somebody that knows something about NASCAR, which I don't. Uh, sounds like the weather is is uh, really iffy down in Florida for the weekend they are hoping uh, it's supposed to be really bad today, really bad tomorrow, pretty bad on Sunday, and they do not run that thing if there is uh, any any type of rain on the track. They got to keep that thing uh, completely dry at all times because they uh those two and a half milers um they get they get ripping over 200 miles per hour and you can't uh can't make adjustments uh for the weather so uh, we'll see they uh, have uh, always always have backup plans in uh, in the works if they need it Uh, they do have lights on the uh, daytona race track so they could they could run it a little bit later on sunday if they had to or they can push it to monday um weather looks a little bit better on monday look at that see and then you won't hear that very often on the blink that is the uh, that's the late bell and uh yeah i'm early for the late bell so we, you don't hear me uh, recording right as the kids are walking in the door that would be a bad idea so today special day two hour delay And about a two-hour delay on your fantasy blink too. But by the time I get this thing produced and shared, it will be yeah, it'll be a couple hours late. But that's all right. So yeah, those things going on in sports. Daytona NBA All-Star Game uh, I believe is on Sunday as well. Um, Always just a a shootout, right? Um, Just they just uh, they just shoot. They don't really play any defense. Um yeah, exactly. So I'm looking up uh looking up some things here one really quick. I was looking at uh Caitlin, uh the Iowa Iowa girl uh breaks the NCAA women's record. Um she needed 8 points and she, <laughs> she got 49. Man, this girl can ball. Uh she was bombing them in the, and actually on the 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 record uh, breaking point was it was deep i mean she was 10 feet beyond the three-point line and just just firing it up uh so yes uh, and, and i'm blanking of course on on her last name as i'm looking it up right now uh, i should know this uh right caitlin caitlin help me out here you are saying it you're saying it and of course um the ESPN's not loading for me Uh, It's got to be right on the top, right on the top of, of course it wouldn't be, Uh, Caitlin Clark, Caitlin Clark, of course, 49 points, Uh, so congratulations to her, her. she's on her way to a few more records too, NCAA records, but she's taking care of the women's record and now she's moving on to some single season marks, she's averaging like 32 points a game, somewhere in there, so really really impressive Uh, all right so today today the focus is going to be the in fantasy football of course the good the bad and the ugly we'll call it the good the bad and the ugly Uh, those guys that um maybe maybe they outperformed where they were drafted or possibly just you know you can also qualify for the good just by doing what you were supposed to do right just by doing what you were supposed to do you can um you could qualify for the good for example josh allen right he finishes as the number one quarterback in fantasy football well that's exactly where you had expected him to finish so that's good right because you drafted him um expecting to get a certain level of play out of him he stayed healthy he was uh, awesome all year long, and, you know, you're happy with that. So that's good, right? Dak Prescott, on the other hand, he's also good, finished as the quarterback, too. And he was not drafted nearly as highly as, as some of these other guys. Same thing for Brock Purdy, same thing for Jordan Love, right? Those are, your, those are the quarterbacks I would consider good, in the good category because they outperformed where you got them at, right? Jordan Love, Brock Purdy, you probably even got off the waiver wire, uh, not in the dynasty, of course, but um, they were uh, really good, and you didn't give up that much to get them. Dak Prescott, of course, finishes number two. The only thing that uh, Prescott kind of might have hurt you in round one if you were rolling him in rolling with him in round one of the playoffs, he did uh, run up against the Buffalo Bills that week and scored a total of six points. So that that was not good. Um, same thing for Brock Purdy, right? If you uh, if Brock Purdy got you there and then you made it to the second round of the playoffs, to the semifinals, and he got you a whopping 2.4 points against the Baltimore Ravens, you probably weren't very happy about that. Jordan Love, on the other hand, yeah, he just he was just on fire throughout the, the playoff session at, leading up to the championship round where he scored you 35 points. Uh, so you were very happy, very happy with Jordan Love, uh, especially where you got him or, or finally you dynasty folks that have been hanging on to him and hanging on to him and waiting. Uh, you're in a good spot, good spot right now. At the running back position and the good, of course, Christian McCaffrey, you know, Actually, kind of outperformed Uh, something going on with Jimmy Garoppolo here. Hang on, breaking news, breaking news. Maybe the Raiders are getting rid of Garoppolo. I would assume that would break. Jimmy Garoppolo is being suspended two games for violating the NFL's PED policy. Okay, Uh, the Raiders are expected to release Garoppolo before his $11.25 million roster bonus triggers in mid-March anyway. So, yeah, Jimmy G, uh, hitting, hitting the roids, hitting the roids. Uh, nice. Okay. All right. Um, so, Jimmy G, news, he, he was, it, by the way, in the ugly. He would be in the ugly if he even qualified for the ugly. He was below the ugly. Uh, so, yeah, Christian McCaffrey uh, actually even outperformed where you might have taken him. He was not necessarily taken number one overall in all drafts. Um, but he was number one overall. Travis Etienne was was good, right? Maybe not, maybe not what you wanted from him down the stretch later in the season. But man, did he get off to a good start, scoring lots of touchdowns, very involved, and just kept it rolling and finished it. You know, top five. Uh, another good running back uh, falls under the good is of course Kyron Williams for what you didn't pay for Ky- Kyron Williams. Uh, those that had him hanging around there in dynasty uh, yeah you that paid dividends and of course you were able to get him off of the waiver wire in redraft these Rashad White <clears throat> got off to a little bit of a slow start but man did he deliver for you uh, as the season went on finishes also top five Rahim mostert uh, also you know 20 plus touchdowns this year between rushing and receiving and paid very very little for him Joe Mixon I would put in the good category as well he just keeps right on rolling right you were probably able to get him you know Joe Mixon as a third rounder maybe even a fourth rounder everybody was ready for the the fall the collapse Joe Burrow goes down and that you know obviously hurts that offense but Joe Mixon still finishes as the running back eight Um, where you got him you were probably pretty happy and and he was good down the stretch too he was good in the playoffs uh moving to the wide receivers your goods <clears throat> you're <They're> good <clears throat> man here we go starting uh you know starting out the day <clears throat> haven't talked to anybody this morning and sometimes uh when i <laughs> when i can record after playing basketball amazingly i am nice and clear and don't have to uh cough up any phlegm because i've been talking all morning but uh this morning I got up and did my thing, shoveled some snow, uh, stopped and got my donut and made my coffee and did not talk to a soul in the process. And, you know, yeah, sometimes you have to clear out the pipes and it'll happen right now during this podcast. I apologize for that. Uh, C.D. <clears throat> Lamb, of course, you uh, if you had him, you probably won. And I'll get into some of those numbers in a little bit in terms of who was on the winning teams but uh yeah drafted probably in that five wide receiver five to ten range somewhere in there and he ends up as the wide receiver one of course we could I could mention Tyreek Hill here I didn't write down Tyreek Hill but um he certainly delivered as well as as advertised and you have those worries with uh, the older guys Tyreek Hill at almost 30 now there's going to be some sort of a drop-off, and there uh, was not. Puka uh, the waiver wire waiver wire grab of the season, <clears throat> he finishes as the wide receiver number four. Uh, definitely, definitely falls in the category of good. DJ Moore uh, finishes as the wide receiver six. Right, uh, we've always expected big things from DJ Moore, uh, but I would argue that he was not drafted with all of those expectations this year and he finishes uh, wide receiver six which is great Uh, mike evans he fits into the good category because he finished as the wide receiver eight and i was seeing him and was able to even get him in drafts as late as the sixth seventh eighth round um, this year again people looking for that drop off not real sure what uh, baker mayfield would bring to the table for the tampa bay buccaneers but man did it work out nico collins he is good uh finishes the wide receiver number 11 and uh you were able to draft him uh far later than that to round five round six round seven uh in there for sure and keenan allen keenan allen wrapping up our good good wide receivers now he killed you in the end right not being around for the playoffs really hurts and leaves a bitter taste in your mouth but Man, what he did when he was on the field was uh, otherworldly for a guy at his age, and he just keeps right on rolling. He is one of the best route runners in the in the league, and one has some of the best ha- hands in the league. He is fantastic. Tight end, the good tight ends, Sam Laporta, obviously waiver wire pickup for some uh, dynasty stash for others. Uh, you know, rookie tight ends just typically do not deliver in this fashion, and man, did he ever finish this as the tight end one. Sam Sam Laporta, Evan Ingram finishes top, I think he was three, top three or four. Um, He certainly would fall into the good category. David Njoku, uh, also good. Took him a while to get going. It actually took uh, really... Uh, Took Joe Flacco to get him going, but uh, here are his point totals for the first round, the second round, and the championship. 31 points, 16 points, and 22 points in the playoffs. David Njoku got it done for you and likely was part of uh, a championship run. And Jake Ferguson also falls into the good category for the Dallas Cowboys as uh, at the tight end. Now moving to the bad category. This is the bad, and this these guys fall into this for varying reasons, right? Aaron Rodgers falls into the bad because he played like three plays, and you know you probably didn't spend a lot of draft capital on him, but the expectations were so high in New York, especially coming off of hard knocks and and everything that they did to build that up. Uh, just it just felt bad, felt bad. So Aaron Rodgers leads our quarterbacks there. Patrick Mahomes. Finishes as the quarterback number 11, so um, that didn't feel good, right? I can't put him in the good category because it didn't feel good because you probably took him in uh, you know, among the top three quarterbacks taken in the draft, and he finishes 11. Now, is he great? Did he win another Super Bowl, another MVP in the Super Bowl? Yes, he is, but for fantasy purposes this year, he was uh, he was very consistent, very consistently about 15 points, and that is not what uh, you were looking for when you spend the kind of draft capital you did on Patrick Mahomes Trevor Lawrence we thought this was going to be the year he was going to break out Uh, nice little playoff run last year and he finishes quarterback number 13 kind of dealt with injuries all year don't think the offense ran the way that they had intended and they end up with quarterback number 13 and he was certainly drafted higher than that Justin Fields ends up as the quarterback 19. Uh, you certainly weren't happy with that. Uh, he had some real boom games in the previous year, and you were you know, banking on the fact that he could do, he could repeat that on a more consistent basis, and he just didn't. Dealt with a little bit of injury and uh, on a bad team, just on a bad team. Geno Smith falls into the bad category. Uh, he finishes number 18. Granted, you probably weren't counting necessarily on Geno Smith to carry you to a title, but the fact that he finished as a top six guy in the previous year uh, kind of kills you when you make those you make those draft picks. Kirk Cousins, of course, uh, was absolutely on fire, and the bad part about that is he got hurt when it mattered the most, right when you were heading into your playoffs, and that you know he was top five quarterback all season long until. Uh, until he wasn't and then that cost you and it was late in the season and hard it's hard to pivot sometimes when you get past week nine week ten get into that range it's hard to uh, pick up somebody that's going to carry you Uh, it was not super likely that Jordan Love was out there waiting for you maybe he was maybe you were able to pivot from Cousins to Love just like that and uh, it was flawless and seamless but uh, chances are it felt bad. Derrick Henry falls into the bad, even though he finishes as an RB1, finishes in the top 12. It didn't feel like it, right? He had six games, six games on the season where he was less than 10 points, less than 10 fantasy points. And you just started to feel, started to feel like it was slipping away. We'll see where Derrick Henry ends up next year. If He can, uh, find a role, uh, for himself that is going to allow him the touches he needs to be effective because he needs he needs to to get to that 20 20 carry range to really be effective i think Bijan robinson falls into the bad and it's not his fault it's not his fault it's all on arthur smith uh good luck daddy hope you hope you enjoy that experience in pittsburgh it should be a lot of fun um yeah just doesn't D- just used improperly. He was he was drafted really 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 high, you know, in the top two, one two or three running backs taken in the drafts, and you were not happy. one Barkley finishes number sixteen. Uh, again, this is a bad team. Uh, the Giants were a bad team, and he was dinged up a little bit, and did not live up to um, live up to the value that you uh, placed on him when you drafted. So number 16, uh, Kenneth Walker, same thing, just bad, right? Just inconsistent, finishes running back number 22. Uh, you were hoping for more, right? You were looking for a top 12 running back, and you didn't really get close to that, right? Moving to the wide receiver, the bad wide receivers, Chris Olave, number 17. Uh, didn't have a horrible year, but just never really got going, never got consistency, and didn't get into the end zone a lot had a hard time establishing that um, that chemistry with Derek Carr that they needed and uh, he was sort of good late but uh, again just inconsistent same thing for the number 18 wide receiver Calvin Ridley came out like a house of fire uh, week one and you thought uh, I thought personally because I was really down on Ridley really skeptical and I was like oh Looks like I missed on this one. Ridley's going to go off. Uh, And he didn't. Uh, He had big games, and then he disappeared for most of the others. Just uh, really, really disappointed you uh, for most of the season. D.K. Metcalf kind of in the same vein, right? He was stuck in an offense that wasn't doing anything. Geno Smith was not good, and he was unable to support D.K., who finished at number 22. And then Tyler Lockett also falls in the bad. Uh, he finished uh, around the 30 mark, and you're s- granted, right, we're always shocked. We were always shocked year after year after year when Tyler Lockett, no matter what, the ups and downs and the big games and the disappearances, would always finish as the wide receiver 12. He was always right there on the line uh, as a wide receiver 1, and this year it, it didn't happen. It fell apart. And it wasn't due to injury, it wasn't due to anything else. It was just due to a bad offense and Geno Smith wasn't wasn't good this year. And it cost Pete Carroll his job. So how about that? So DK and Lockett. Garrett Wilson falls into the bad. So much talent, so much potential, and he just they just couldn't get anybody to consistently get him the ball this year. So he you know, not not any fault of his own, but he was bad because you drafted him really high. Expecting that Aaron Rodgers was going to uh, was going to deliver same thing. Christian Kirk uh, started out pretty good, uh, had a good beginning of the season, then injury just injury just shut him down, and it cost you because you needed him to deliver for you in the playoffs, and he did not. Uh, tight ends that I would consider bad, and this is r- really hard to say, that Travis Kelsey is bad, right? Because he finished as the tight end two. He finished as the number one most consistent tight end on the season. And yet that wasn't enough. That wasn't enough for you uh, to uh, leave a, a, a non-bitter taste in your mouth, right? You wanted that sweet taste of Travis Kelsey where he blew out every other tight end. We got used to this, right? I traded for it just so I could have a piece of this where he outscored the other, the next Closest tight end by 150 points. He was considered uh, in the previous year, right? 2022 was like the wide receiver eight, somewhere in there, or six, or even higher. Not this year. Just didn't happen. It happened in the playoffs. He was fantastic in the playoffs, which gives me hope going forward, but I have to label you, sorry, Travis Kelsey, as bad. Bad. Dallas Goddard, same thing. Well, not even close to the same thing. Dallas Goddard just. Continues to not be able to make it through a season healthy, and that offense after the midway point was not good, and they never really, never really were able to uh, get him going. And Dallas Goddard was drafted to be a lot more than he was. Mark Andrews gets the bad in this one too because he he killed you when it mattered. Still finished, I believe, top five, uh, so he's he's good when he's on the field and healthy, but. You needed more. You needed him to uh, to take you to a title as as a high end tight end, and he wasn't there. He wasn't there for you. He deserted. He deserted you. How about the ugly? How about we move to the ugly? These are the guys that just absolutely, absolutely, more than likely just crapped your season, right? There was no recovering. Uh, you know, the good you won. The bad. You might have been able to, uh, you know, piece things together and get, get to where you wanted to get to uh, by filling the gaps with somebody else or just making it by on what they provided you. But the ugly, the ugly is what got you, right? The ugly kept you from being a winning team, maybe even from being in the playoffs, right? Justin Herbert leads our list of guys that killed you, right? He got hurt. Well not that early i mean he was he was decent throughout but but not making the the jump that we thought we thought kellen moore was going to be the answer here the offense is going to be fixed uh they just yeah never never really got it going the chargers uh were were kind of bad throughout never really uh challenged for any sort of uh contention in that in that division at all and justin herbert was a big part of that Gonna have to stay healthy. Uh, Harbaugh's gonna change that offense a lot, so it'll be really interesting moving forward. They're gonna run the ball. They're gonna run the ball a lot. So the only, the only thing I think that can save Herbert at this point and his value as a fantasy player is, is if they find ways to scheme him into the running game. He's very capable. He's very athletic. Uh, we've seen him do it. He's had. He had a game. I don't know if it was this year or the previous year where he had 95 rushing yards, right? So he he can do it, and that's what they're going to need to do in order to make him uh, a viable fantasy quarterback uh, for where we are drafting him, right? We're considering him a certainly a top 10 fantasy guy. So uh, they're not going to be passing the ball enough to uh, to support that. I don't think uh, Joe Burrow was also ugly. Uh, one injury after another, started out with the calf injury, and, and by the time he had recovered from the calf injury and was starting to starting to show signs of his old self, had a couple of good games, and then, then it was the wrist, and that was it, and he was done. And you drafted Burrow pretty highly, and you got nothing. You got nothing out of it. Same thing for Deshaun Watson. Uh, was never really healthy the entire season, and even when he sort of was, he didn't look that good. Uh, he was ugly, and he cost you uh, running backs. Running backs that were ugly. Tony Pollard finishes as the number seventeen. We thought this was going to be the year, right? No, Zeke Pollard's going to get all the touches. Uh, all of his metrics, all of his, um, all of the um, stats that were so high on average the previous year when he was sharing the backfield, uh, they tanked all of them his yards per carry his yards per catch his targets his routes run all of it uh led to a number 17 a a running back 17 finish which you know technically you wouldn't think is is awful but it was it it felt awful uh he couldn't get into the end zone just was kind of a lost season for Pollard to be um very I'll be curious to see where he lands if I don't believe dallas is going to invest a whole lot in bringing him back he's still young still could do it but he's going to have to find the right situation josh jacobs wow major tank finishes running back number 25 just never never got to see any any of what we saw uh the previous year when he led the league in rushing Uh, finishes 25 austin eckler finishes number 26 um injury killed him right off the bat the high ankle sprain after week one he missed three or four weeks there and never never looked right again and the offense uh was was not not suited for him it wasn't built so we'll see if he can find a way to hang on with the chargers it would probably be the best thing for him because they are going to run the ball they're going to bring somebody else in too uh so he's going to be in a complimentary role Uh, but he could still still could be a viable option in fantasy because I can see him as a guy that could, uh, on a regular basis, get 8 to 10 targets a week, pick up a little bit in the running game, get into the end zone. He's shown he can do that, but it's going to have to be the right situation. And um, we'll see. Justin or Jonathan Taylor goes on the ugly list, uh, finishes as the running back number 33. On average, when he played, I believe he was like the RB3 or RB4 right in there. Uh, on average, points per game, but he just didn't play enough. Right, he missed the beginning of the year with the contract stuff, and then he gets the contract, and then he's still dinged up, and then he gets on the field, and then he gets dinged up again, and it just was uh, so up and down. And you were, it, it was ugly, right? If you um, hopefully didn't draft, didn't spend too much capital on him, but it, it just it cost you. Aaron Jones finishes as the running back, 35. Uh, again, injury. Injury is a killer, and he could not get on the field and help your team get to where they needed to get to. Uh, more than likely, if you were depending on Aaron Jones a whole lot, you didn't even make the playoffs. Ramondre Stevenson finishes number 36, and uh, just a victim of a horrible offense. Uh, that, that team was a mess, and he had some injury stuff. Mixed in there as well. Shared the backfield a lot with Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, You drafted him as a top 10 running back, and you got the running back 36. How How about Miles Sanders, right? Let's talk about Miles Sanders. Number 52, running back 52, was probably drafted in the top 16 running backs and just never happened for Carolina. What a mess. Cam Akers, I put him in the ugly category not because of necessarily... Uh, the total outcome but what he did to that Los Angeles Rams and what he did to us as fantasy football owners and what we thought we were going to get right he finishes the season strong last year with the Rams and comes into the season we think okay he's the RB1 for the Rams I won't met, I don't need to worry about Kyron Williams he's not a thing right so we don't have our eyes on the ball and, you know, they pull the old switcheroo. Week one, Cam Akers uh, kind of faded back to a, a secondary role. Kyron Williams comes out comes out a blazing. And then, uh, you know, so Williams wasn't on our rosters because of Cam Akers, right? You did this to us, Cam. And because of that, you are ugly, right? Moving to the wide receivers. Uh, Nobody felt this more than I did in MSD. Uh, You had a wide receiver on your roster, and he was fabulous. For the first nine weeks of the season, he was a wide receiver. One, he was in the top five. He was absolutely killing it. I I could go back, dig back into my rankings and look at week one, week two, week three, week four, week five. Guy was on fire, just absolutely tearing it up and then from Week 10 on, completely disappeared. Now, granted, Stephon Diggs lost his offensive coordinator, and at that point they completely shifted the offense over to uh, the running game as, uh, as the lead. But he still was getting targets. They just apparently weren't good targets because he absolutely disappeared, and he absolutely tanked your team. He got you to the playoffs, and then he disappeared. So, Stefan Diggs, you are ugly. Justin Jefferson falls under this as well, right? The numbers, the numbers don't lie. The average points per game are, you know, top-notch, but the problem is, uh, he was not there when you needed him, right? Missed the entire middle of the season, came back for the last two games, last two, yeah, last two or three games. Might have been the last three games, but you didn't get a whole lot out of him the first week he came back, and then um, and then he started looking like his old self. But then, it, by then, it was too late. It was too late. He had already tanked your season, and you took him as your number one pick, your number one, your first rounder, probably in the top five. And that's what you got. Cooper Cup never really, never really recovered from the early injuries. I don't think um, had to deal with the Puka Nakua issue where he's taken up all those targets that he used to get. And it was ugly, right? Had just a couple good games that you really wanted. Drake London, uh, we have such high expectations. He falls into the to the cat Bijan category as well, right? He suffered because Arthur Smith is awful, and the quarterbacking in Atlanta was awful as well. But we see flashes. We see flashes, and London could definitely be a thing. He's talented and uh, an amazing athlete. I'm going to hold out hope that he can. Uh, He can get somebody there that can deliver the ball. T. Higgins finishes at number 48. You're you're completely completely enraged about uh, what T. Higgins did to you yet again. The guy has so much talent but cannot stay on the field, right? And he's uh, the master of making you think he's going to be on the field and then he's not, right? You put him in your lineup and then he ends up running four plays and that's it. So he finishes as the wide receiver forty-eight. Uh, Marquise Brown, absolutely, uh, absolutely ugly, ugly. He's he's not going to be in Arizona. He doesn't fit the scheme that the new coach has there, and never really, never really found his footing there. So uh, the marriage between Marquise and Kyler, I believe, is over. He finished as the wide receiver fifty-two, and our tight ends, our ugly tight ends, just two of them just two kyle pitts falls into the it's it's an atlanta thing it really is um will we ever get to see uh what this guy really has i don't know i don't know uh and darren waller uh injuries upended him and and the sad part about the waller situation was we thought going in they, all they could talk about. All they could talk about is they can't. They, they're they making Daniel Jones, th- they're making him throw to somebody else because all he wants to do is throw to Waller. Waller, Waller, Waller. It's going to be all Waller this year. Well, it wasn't. Daniel Jones was his usual bad self, and Waller was his usual injured self, and that for you was really ugly. right? The only league I own wa- uh, Darren Waller in, fortunately, I have like five other tight ends that I could put in there instead, so it didn't kill me. I wanted to go over, uh, let's see, I wanted to go over, I looked up last night, the percentage of teams, So, so this is what I googled, right, I wanted to know championship teams, the teams that won their ships for their leagues, fantasy football, what percentage were certain players on those teams, right, so. Uh, who were the Who were the super superstars? Right, we're not even talking the good, not the Josh Allen's, the da- Dak Prescotts, Purdy. Right, we're talking who were the guys that won you the championships, and they have it. ESPN's got it. Well, and they're probably be basing it on the ESPN leagues, I'm guessing, and it looks like they're going on PPR. Um, Listed below are the 50 players who found themselves on a playoff team in the greatest percentage. These are playoff teams, included in the preseason. Okay, uh, so playoff teams. Uh, Christian McCaffrey was on 72.8% of playoff teams. Big surprise there, right? His overall ADP was pick number three, right? Uh, Tyreek Hill was on 70.3% of playoff teams. He was uh, he was the overall was the number six pick. Uh, Keenan Allen was on sixty eight percent of playoff teams. Again, now this is a little misleading because if I could scale this down to championship teams, maybe let's see if I scroll down. No, it doesn't go down to champ. I wanted championship teams, but they're giving us playoffs. So you probably were a little bit less happy with the Keenan Allen situation uh let's see we continue down C. D. Lamb 65 percent Josh Allen 62.1 percent A.J. Brown 61.5 percent and he was very similar to the Stephon Diggs where he was amazing in the first half of the season and then really fell off Jalen Hurts uh 61.3 percent T.J. Hawkinson how about this he was He was on 60.5% of playoff teams uh, and then killed you, and killed you when he got hurt. Uh, Kyron Williams was on 60.5% of playoff teams. Sam Laporta, 60.4. Alvin Kamara, what a late rally he had. He was good, 59.4, but kind of disappointed you towards the end. Travis Etienne, uh, 59.2%. Oh, why are they even mentioning Brandon Aubrey? They got a stupid kicker in here who cares, uh, Puka Nakua, 59%, Rahim Mostert, 58.5%, Amon St. Brown, 575 Stefan Diggs right there, 55.4%, he got you to the playoffs, but that was it, CJ Stroud, 54%, his fantasy numbers are misleading though, because he was really good in a few games, and he was bad in some games and he was just average in a lot of others. And he really he finished as the quarterback eleven, I think. Which is good, but um, he's not a he's not a world beater. George Kittle fifty three percent. Mike Evans fifty two point four. Travis Kelsey fifty one point nine. Debo fifty one point seven. Lamar Jackson, you know, you got him right where you uh, should have draft wise and he finished where he should have. Fifty one point seven. Devon Achan HM, uh 51.7% of playoff teams. Dak Prescott, 51.6%. Joe Mixon, 51.5. Jamar Chase, 51.1. Josh Josh Jacobs, imagine that. He was on 50.8% of playoff rosters. Hmm. Well, you got lucky there. You must have had some depth. Uh, and yeah, Jameer Gibbs, 50.7. Tony Pollard, 50. 49.8%. DJ Moore, Kenneth Walker, DR. Herbert, IU, Henry. I mean, a lot of these are the big names, but I would argue, again, um, that you weren't weren't happy. You weren't happy with some of these guys. You weren't... um, Let's see. Saquon Barkley probably didn't lead you to a title, right? Justin Jefferson more than likely didn't lead you to a title. Kenneth Walker probably didn't get you a title. Uh, some of these guys that were on, you know, I guess I, I guess it, it speaks to depth a little bit if you had had these guys and had other studs. But uh, takeaways: those big six big names leading the way showed that for this season. Um, yeah, guys. Yeah, you know, yeah. I don't know. I'll stand by my numbers. I'll stand by my good, bad, and uglies. That. Uh, you got out of them what what uh, what I've kind of explained here. So uh, just analysis, right? Uh, it's it, it's fun to get all all the different opinions, and I listen to a lot of stuff, and I read a lot of stuff, and and try to uh, you know put that all together and throw it into the tumbler and regurgitate with my own spin on it. And uh, you know, it fills it fills airspace. It it kills some time it gives uh gives you guys something to i i just killed uh, you know 30 minutes 35 40 minutes of your life uh by uh filling you with some some opinions some facts and some uh details so there you have it that's gonna do it though I, i've got some things to do Gonna gear up for a nice i got a little four-day weekend coming here i've got uh we got president's damn monday and i conveniently scheduled a nice dentist appointment on Tuesday so I'm gonna I' gonna roll out of here for four straight days and see see what kind of wreckage I come back to when it's all over but um, hopefully you're not having to shovel any snow like I am hopefully uh, the rain clears at Daytona um, hopefully the NBA all-star, All-Star game hits 400 points and you know you you make a good weekend of it but i can hear i can hear in the distance that the music is playing so that means it's time for me to get out of here so i am the commish and this is the fantasy blink and i am